Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Health for You with Candy Messer. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, what a brand is and isn't, and how branding can elevate your industry presence, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. So I wanted to give a little background on our guests we're having today, and then we'll get into some questions. I'm so excited to have Debbie Saviano joining us as a guest. She represents those who, after a successful career transition into something new, and in her case, social media, she comes from the world of academia, serving as a principal of five different campuses with students in pre-K to high school. As an administrator, Debbie was recognized as a leader who always put students first and was a champion for interdisciplinary education. Her passion for education and lifelong learning is ever-present as one of the three founders of Women's Leadership Live, WLL. Debbie views WLL as a guiding force and proponent of women, which offers a unique platform in how it educates and inspires women to launch and expand their own businesses by taking their product to market. Debbie continues to educate and train others on the power of social media through speaking, courses, and publications. Debbie offers guidance on the power of the contemporary ROI, Return on Influence. In today's market, it's all about being seen on the various digital platforms that everyone carries around on their mobile devices. Debbie is an advocate for promoting and advocating for women entrepreneurs via social media. So, Debbie, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Candy. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to have you share this topic. It's one that's really important to entrepreneurs, as you know, we all know we're supposed to be on social media and what we're supposed to be doing. And LinkedIn is one of those we know that we should be on, but sometimes we just don't think that we're going to have a lot come from it. So I thought it was a great topic to have people learn from you today. And I, I know you said that LinkedIn is a necessity for small business owners. So can you explain why? Of course, of course. And of course, I always start to preface everything with I'm biased, but I'm biased because I know the power of it. So all businesses have word of mouth. In the past, it was, it was physical space, right? We told our friends what the WOM was about a business. Well, today that word of mouth is in digital space. And so when people forget the power of digital space and don't embrace it, they're, they're losing all those positive opportunities where they could connect with others. I mean, LinkedIn is just under 600 million for a lot of folks. It mm-hmm. is the only and I repeat, the only social media platform that's a business mindset. So people don't go there to look at the feed or look at the pictures. or They're there with a business mindset, decision makers, industry leadership. It gives a business owner and their business an opportunity to be the industry act, uh, expert, if you will. And most mm-hmm. importantly is direct access to you, the business owner, when you're on LinkedIn. So I would love to know then we, you know, I just read your bio, you're in education for all these years. So then what was, you know, your background that led you into using LinkedIn and teaching others how to use it? Well, it's like anything, wherever we come from and what we do gives us the opportunity to to take advantage of of those past skills and experiences, if you will. I came from the world of education, and so as a result of that, everything I did in regard to understanding how we learn, if you will, I incorporated into how how I set up profiles. So, for example... How we how we read on a page. If you look at copying, it's all paragraph, and there's no spacing, there's no caps, there's no icons, there's no visual uh, separation. 
then people think, oh, my gosh, I can't read it. I don't have time. Sublimely, it, it immediately hits them. So everything that I came from with education on how we learn is how I incorporate into a LinkedIn profile. The icons, the spacing, the keywords, everything in it is strategic so that when someone comes to check you out as a business owner, they have every all the information they need. Because, see, they're here on LinkedIn by choice. They're not here because they they got you know sidetracked by some shiny uh, object on a Facebook platform or something else. They're there by choice. So you want to give them the information that tells them how you provide the services or solutions that they need for their business. Because at the end of the day, it's all about them. They want to know how you can help them. Right. And I remember when we first met, you were just starting this business. You had just retired and you were so excited about it. And I remember hearing about how you were going to help people with their profiles like we don't always know what we should say what we should be putting on there and you're actually helping people so like what are some of the things that people should really be thinking about word wise or or things like that to put on their profile to make it attractive so so first of all people need to you need to have a list of what are let's just say 10 keywords like you for accounting you for business you for payroll you for you know all the things that you do for taxes those are words that are important in your business and how you help the people that you your clients so those are the very words that should be interspersed in the about section in the experience section everywhere because a couple of reasons number 1 those keywords are how people are going to search for you on LinkedIn. You know, remember we had the, the uh, all the places you could go and post for jobs, career, monster, right. et cetera. They don't have those anymore. People, I mean, they have it. But, I mean, 90% of the people who are looking for someone in employment, they go straight to LinkedIn. They type in the keywords. So they type in the skills they're searching for, and then those people can come up. So it's the same with a business owner. You want to have a list of whatever your words are, how people search for you. And each industry, each uh business, if you will, they know what those are. A good test is how someone going to search for candy and bookkeeping or whoever it is that's listing and needs to have those. Right. And why is LinkedIn often referred as the golden Rolodex? Because it is truly the only business social media platform. I like to think of it as the, the digital yellow pages, if you will. And I mean that tongue-in-cheek, if you will. But used to we had the big old thick yellow pages and everybody went through it, right? Well, now they can go straight to LinkedIn and do that. It's 24-7. It's 365 days a year, no matter what time zone you're in. It's global. So people can always find you and your business if you're there and if your LinkedIn profile is robust. Right. I mean, it truly is a golden Rolodex. All you got to do is go into LinkedIn, type in some keywords or whatever you're searching for, and you're going to find it in a, in a business world. Exactly. So what is required for LinkedIn to be powerful and an effective resource? Well, the first thing would be usage because someone, you know, they have to, I guess even before usage, it would be an understanding and acceptance that it's a powerful resource. That would be the first thing. If someone meets you at a networking event or they hear about you, they might not remember the name of the business, but they most likely are going to remember the name, right? So they're going to type in Google Candy Messer. What used to, when you did that, a variety of things come up. But now if you do that, and I encourage your listeners to do it, go into link, go into Google, type in your name and see what comes up. What will come up is first are going to be social media platforms. LinkedIn is going to be the first through the third of the first things that come up. So what happens is even, because most people have, most businesses have a LinkedIn profile, whether or not it's robust, whether or not it's set up in the correct way, that's a different story, but they have it. So that comes up on Google, then someone clicks on it, and if the Google, I'm, I'm sorry, if the LinkedIn profile is not effective for spreading, you know, what you're trying to offer as a solution, you've lost a huge opportunity. So it's always in the in the beginning of the Google searches. So you want that LinkedIn profile to be representative of you. And people often will say, well, I don't use LinkedIn. And I have to gently and sweetly remind them it's not about you. It's about who's searching for you. And that is, it is a golden Rolodex. It is where people go. So when people search for a business, you want them to find you and that be reflective of who you are and the services and the solutions you offer to your clients. Right. And how do you then maximize using those features in LinkedIn? Well, first of all, you want to make sure that you've taken advantage of having it set up, right? Recognizing mm-hmm. that it's a tool 
and you want it to be an extension of physical space. I am a huge advocate of, of meeting in person. People, you know, people think, oh, because I love social, but I'm not. You know, you know me, Candy. I love people. So there's <laughs> nothing better than meeting in person, right? But what LinkedIn allows you to do is continue those conversations. So it, it can also be you can consider it a digital networking tool. You can meet people in physical space, continue conversations on digital space, and then you can also just network digitally. So to maximize it, you want to realize there's a whole world of people out there. You have services, products, or services you can provide. How can you get those people to know who you are and be able to find you? And you've heard me say this. If you meet someone at a networking event or wherever, and you just start being in their face, salesy, 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 they don't want to talk to you. But right. if you just get them to know you as a relationship and then you have something that can be of you know, service to them, they're all over it. Right. Well, I actually had, I was telling my employees this morning even a story. The thing that frustrates me about people connecting on LinkedIn is often you get, you know, connection requests from people you've never met, you know, and I'm generally willing to accept, you know, pretty much from anyone. LinkedIn can be, like you said, that global network. And so I will accept, you know, requests. I'll look at their, you know, companies are with, but I had in the last probably week and a half, three people from the same company reach out to me using the exact same wording in their message. Like, oh, I saw your profile. I looked into it. It looks great. I would love to connect. Can we chat in a couple of days? I'm going to work with two more clients, et cetera. And all three said the exact same thing. And so I, right. after I told the first one, I didn't need it. Then I told the second one, thanks, this person reached out and I really didn't need the service. And then today I had the third person reach out. And I finally told that third person who seems to be like the owner of the company or the president, mm-hmm. like it just seems ingenuine because you're sending the exact same wording through everyone. You're just like throwing it out there to anyone, it seems like. So that's the downside, I think, of people using LinkedIn. Just they don't even know if you need the service or not, and they're just pushing their products on you. Correct. And that's what, you know, and, and I admire you for telling them because too often people just avoid it and ignore it because they're busy. I mean, people are busy, right? But for right. you to tell them, I think is so powerful because they don't realize what a turnoff that is. And I've done the same thing. I've sent back a, a message and said, this is not, consider it physical space. Is this how you would come on to me if you were in a, a first time meeting me? I don't think so. You want right. to build a relationship first, <laughs> you know, but, but unfortunately, people get counseled that that's the way to do it. That is like one-on-one never do. You, do not, you right. have to know people and know what they need before you ask that kind of stuff. And if your right. profile is strong in what you offer, you don't even have to ask them because they're going to go check you out and they'll see that you have certain things that can be of value to them. But this, I, I'm, yeah, that is such a turn off and it gives social media a bad name. Such a bad name. Agreed. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I know you have used it very well, and I, I think having known you for so many years and seeing how you use it, and you're, like, wanting to connect people. Like, if you know someone needs something, you help connect people, um, or you're sharing resources or things like that, too, which is a great way to use it instead mm-hmm. of trying to push your own things. You know, so I, I've enjoyed watching the things that you have posted and shared, or, you know, when you're saying oh, I had to fly out today and, you know, so-and-so from this company was awesome, you know, and just giving them a shout-out, that's a good way to use LinkedIn as well. It is because, you know, again, in physical space, we give compliments, we give pats on the back, we give shout-outs, and and I'm an advocate for taking the same thing to social because, unfortunately, social media all too often, even sometimes – not so much LinkedIn, but, but occasionally it happens. It can go negative, and I think one of the number one rules is you stay positive, and if you can't say something nice, you don't say anything at all, but you, it gives you a chance to, because to, everybody gets up each day to do the best job they can, and if you interact with someone in a setting, you then can go to digital space on LinkedIn and say, hey, Southwest Airlines, I just, I mean, yesterday I flew home, or Sunday I flew home with them, some great things happened. It's a great way to connect and, and be seen as Number one, positive, and number two, always being a promoter of other people because there's no competition in businesses. There's truly not. Whoever needs to have each business, that's who they're going to they're going to relate to and they're going to go to. Doesn't mean the others aren't good. Just means that they might have a better relationship or connection with that person. Right. Well, and that made me think while you're talking, and we this will be the last question before we take our uh, next break. Um, but. Sure. 
there's testimonials versus endorsements. Like, do you recommend someone reach out and say, oh, I'd love to have a testimonial? Because endorsements, people will just click, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. What would you say about asking for a testimonial or giving a testimonial for someone? I think they're highly, the recommendations are highly positive and highly effective for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're, you're complimenting and recommending the person you're getting the testimonial for. And secondly, you show up on their page, your picture, your headline, everything shows up. So it's not just you, it's all their people. I just got three today and I put them up. So those, those people show up on my feed. So all the people I know, and that again, I can't stress enough the power of a headline, your image and your headline, because that's going to show up in everything you do. So I think it's important to ask for those. And most people will do them. If they're asked, we just don't ask enough. And then the other thing to know, it doesn't have to be war and peace, right? It can be right. something as short as three sentences. Hey, I hired mm-hmm. Candy to do my taxes or bookkeeping or whatever, and she was efficient, timely, and extremely positive and professional. End of story. Yeah, I don't think we always think about asking for them or we think people are going to be right. busy or just doesn't, you know, <laughs> come into our no. thinking. But we need to be better about doing that, I think. So, Absolutely. Well, it is time to take a break. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Debbie Saviano about using LinkedIn for business. And if you have questions, you will be able to call in a bit later in the show. Write down the number 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And be ready to call when you hear the phone lines are open. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time voice america business network the bottom line in business you are listening to biz help for you if you have a question or comment about the show send us an email to media at a b and p dot com that's media at A-B-A-N-D-P dot com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Debbie Saviano told us about her background, how she got into assisting entrepreneurs with LinkedIn profiles, and gave us a little bit of information on how to use it as that golden Rolodex. And so we're going to continue our discussion 
So I know, Debbie, we did talk a tiny bit about your background in education, but how did that impact your approach to LinkedIn? It's interesting, Candy, because as you know, I was a school principal when I retired. I always joke and tell people you can retire early in education. But uh, when I left education, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And so I thought, well, this is, you know, over 10 years ago, I thought I've got to learn social media. And so for me, I spent over two years learning everything I could in social media. Still not sure what I was going to do, but I knew I wanted to do something and I knew I had to have social media. But then a funny thing happened, so to speak. I, I, as I said before, I was drawn to LinkedIn because it's a professional platform. So I created my profile very much different than everybody else was doing. It was noticeably different. Only because of my background, as I said before, and how we learn, how we stay engaged on a page, how we make sure we have emphasis in certain words and certain paragraphs. And a funny thing happened. People started reaching out to me on LinkedIn to hire me to do their LinkedIn profile. Had no indication, number one, that was even needed, number two, that people would pay for that service, and number three, that that's what I would do. But because I had done my profile with all my skills and all my areas of expertise and the value that I could bring through doing that, people, I remember the first guy, he sent me a message and he said, can you do for me what you've done for you? And it was like the old light bulb, you know, the Eureka moment. I thought, oh, my gosh, there's a, there's a business here. And as you know, Candy, that's when I started doing LinkedIn profiles. And so I wouldn't have known that was even what I was going to transition into if I hadn't taken certain steps. And so Stacy and Linda and I, when we started working with entrepreneurs, a lot of times they'll ask me, well, you know, I've got the J-O-B during the day right now, but I want to transition into doing something else as an entrepreneur, and they might have a side gig of a product or a service. And I always say, if today no one expects us to have all our eggs in one basket. Many people expect you to have two or three things, streams of income, if you will. So 80% of your profile should be where you get paid the most money from. So if that's the J-O-B, the job, that's what you do. But then if for another experience, you put in there about the product or the service that you have to start to build that. And 99% of the companies do not frown on that at all because they understand we're really healthier people. We've got things that really interest us. And, and so that can be powerful. But if we never put it there, we never know what the opportunities are. So for transition and careers, or you just want to have a side business, you have no intention of leaving your job, but you want to have a side business, LinkedIn is a perfect place to do that because you can do it by experiences and by skills and specialties. I hope that answered that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, people can put all kinds of things in there, like volunteer things that they're doing. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily just work, you know, things Absolutely. they're interested in, things they've done, you know, things like that, too. So what are some of the ways that you utilize LinkedIn? So I I consider it an extension of me from physical to digital space. And and it's one of those things a lot of times people will say, well, you know, this is personal and this is professional, et cetera, et cetera. I consider social media an extension of me. And so for me, I don't believe there's anything private. Anything I post or anything I do online, I would not care who saw it. Because mm-hmm. it's always in the mindset, is this representing Women's Leadership Live? Is this representing how we help entrepreneurs? Is this something that Stacy and Linda would be pleased? I mean, that's everything we do is with that mindset. So for us, it's an extension of physical space. Like this past weekend, we were in New York City doing a fashion show with Buy It Live. I made sure that everything we were doing centered around that activity because people, you know, we all enjoy seeing, I mean, when you were in Argentina, right? When in Argentina? Ecuador. Ecuador. Sorry, New South America. It's okay. When you were gone, people want to see those things. And so when you always have the mindset of branding and marketing, which obviously y'all did last week, that can be a really a huge opportunity to exponentially increase your engagement and your awareness of people who you can serve. Well, I think some people are afraid of like the business versus personal, but if you know, you don't have something to be afraid that someone's going to see, exactly. then it's okay. Like, I've shared stuff exactly. about family. Not so much on LinkedIn, but yes, when I went to Ecuador, oh, I was no, showing of pictures of my new grandbaby. Yes, of <laughs> so. well, congratulations again. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Thank you. So, you do have a Women's Leadership Live LinkedIn company page. So, should all businesses have a company page, I mean, versus the personal that we do have about ourselves? Right. So anytime I speak on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm speaking tomorrow at SMU here, uh, SMU in Dallas, I always preface the conversation with the first, this is the first thing I say, 
anything that I share or somebody else shares, you always have to take your own gut reaction. Um, that's something that Linda and Stacey and I always refer to as how is our gut doing with it, if you will. If they, for some reason, think it's not a good idea, then they have to go deep and see, for them, is it the best thing. Personally, I think 99% of the businesses can benefit from a company page because, again, it's that yellow pages, if you would, and it's extension of their website. It's Because here's the thing. People say, well, I have a website. I have this. You can have the best website in the world, but if nobody knows it's there, it doesn't help that much, right? LinkedIn, right. almost 600 million people, it's much easier to find you there. You can always direct them back to a website, which I highly encourage. But to me, I think it's important for company pages to have that place because what you can do is you can make it exciting and informative, as we were talking about before. Share the things that you do, like some of the things that you do in your newsletter and some of the listeners do in their newsletters. Those are some of the same things that can be shared on a LinkedIn company page. You don't have to recreate the wheel. Simply take some of the, the tidbits you've already shared in the newsletter and put them in a visual format with the copy or the text, if you will, on your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes encourages sense. people, obviously, to follow you. Yeah. I think sometimes we think too, oh gosh, we already have one profile and we're managing that on LinkedIn and probably other social media. And do we want to take the time to create another one just for the company? And what are we posting on there versus, you know, the the one I have just under my name? So I think sometimes it feels a little bit overwhelming. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I always say that, that when I, again, when I'm speaking, I'll ask people, that, what, what's the first thing you think of when I say social media? Most people invariably we'll say time or stress because mm-hmm. we're already so busy. We're doing so much in our world today. And so that is a true reality of it. But if you have a strategy for how you do it and you know what you're going to do when you go there, you literally can, can do a LinkedIn. I mean, I post every day on ours and I, and I engage with the people who, who comment, but think about the fact is those are either current clients or potential clients. And you can do it in your pajamas before you go to bed or before you get up, you know. So it's it's an opportunity to reach a number of people you might not reach otherwise. So that's why, again, I'm such a huge advocate for it. So how does someone actually stand out on LinkedIn and get noticed? So first of all, there's the three things that are imperative. Number one is your picture. You have to have a picture, a professional picture. And, again, that can vary depending upon what the business is or whatever. But but for LinkedIn, people, and I think it's 70-some percent, make the decision to connect with someone or, or engage with them based on if they have a headshot. So pictures one. The second thing is the banner picture above it. Like right now on ours, we've got the Women's Leadership Live flip version with Joe Packham of Where Women Create Work. We've got that up there with the coffee. It's actually on all of our platforms right now because that's what we're, you know, we want people to know that we just had the opportunity to do that magazine with Joe in a flip version. So it's there. The, the next thing is the headline because every time you comment or every time you do anything, your picture shows up and your headline. And you know me, I've got two stars on mine. I was, I was literally one of the first to do that because in the beginning, LinkedIn wouldn't allow you to put anything on your, on your uh, name like that. And I remember mm-hmm. people telling me it was against the rules. And you know me, I'm a huge rule follower. But I thought, you know what, until they tell me to take it down, I'm going to leave it. I know of other people they told to take off, they never did me. And nowadays you see all kinds of people with little, you know, the icons on their profile. But that headline is always there. So they may not know you, but if they see you comment on something, they're able to see your picture and your headline, they might say, hey, I need a bookkeeper. Hey, I need someone who can service my car, whatever. That might be the, you never know where someone's going to see you. And that could be the time. So having it complete having a picture, having a banner, and having an eye-catching and obviously solutions-based um, headline is huge. Right, and probably making sure that's updated as necessary. If anything is Absolutely. changing, you know. So, what yeah, because I think sometimes they, that happens too. People forget what they have you know, on their profile. I recommend people go through it quarterly on LinkedIn because usually quarterly can take care of you in the business realm, if you will. But quarterly, everyone should kind of like, you know, they tell us once a year to change our fire, uh, our fire alarms, batteries. The same uh-huh. thing with LinkedIn, except I think it should be quarterly to go in. Just do a quick peruse and check it to see what, if, you know, like you said, is it still up to date or do you need to add more information? Especially on skills. You asked that earlier about skills endorsements. Um, mm-hmm. 
because a lot of times if people change jobs or new new duties are assigned to them in their positions or they have new services that they offer, they might not have that in the skills. And so you want to make sure that the skills are updated and prioritized, you know, in the right priority. Right. Well, that's one thing I've noticed, too, where I will say, say you get an email from LinkedIn that says, congratulate, you know, so-and-so on their new job. And yeah. I'll, like, go look to see what they're doing. And then they had just updated, but they've been working somewhere for, like, a year or something. And right, they just, right. just changed it, you know. So, oh, okay. Well, so I might send them congratulations anyway. <laughs> but I'll say, I know you've been here for a while now, but congrats on the position. You know? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. for sure. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah, so I see those periodically. So, but um, so you've been known to connect with major brands on LinkedIn. So, what strategies do you use to do that? So, first of all, I again, this was not intentional. So, so a few years back, um, I want I was having an event, and I this is when I first. It's probably been five years now, and so I was having an event, and I knew I want a White House Black Market, which are the clothes I wear. Theirs and Chico's, both the same same company to clothe me for the event and so I came up with a strategy which is authentic because those are the only clothes I have in my closet to this day so I came with a strategy every time I spoke or every time I was doing something I, I was always had White House Black Market on and the pictures I took and how I did the audience and how I did the engagement so I did all those for all those months with that strategy. Well, when it came time to ask White House Black Market about clothing me, they knew who I was because they always saw me posting and tagging and mentioning them. They responded and they said yes. And so I tell people to have identify five, and I'm, I'm going to give Robert Candelera credit, uh, Roberto Candelera credit for this because I had gone to his workshop, I don't know, Eight, I don't know, years ago, and he's the one who put into my mind about the brands. And so I took what I learned from him with my expertise in LinkedIn and took it from there. Identify three to five brands that you're authentic with. It could be your car. It could be the energy drink you drink. It could be the coffee. Whatever it is, it's authentic. And then go across social media, follow all those, all those you know, wherever their accounts are, identify the platform where they're the, most, the strongest with. For example, White House Black Market, there's this Facebook. There are like a million and a half people on Facebook. They're active on the others, but for them it's there. World Market, they're extremely strong on Instagram. We're huge World Market fans. So identify the brands, start following. And then here is the key. You have to engage because it's fascinating I think, as you said earlier, Candy, because people are so busy today, people just go through and they just click like, 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 you know, giving a heads up, hey, I like that. Well, that doesn't do anything for you, and it doesn't do much for the business. However, if you take time to comment, that makes an impression. And I'm going to use the analogy. If I met you in person, did not know you, and we're talking back and forth, you're talking to me, and all I do is shake my head or give Mm -hmm. you a thumbs up, that's a reaction. After a while, you're going to stop talking to me if I never talk back. So that's what engagement is, is engaging. So it's, again, what we do in physical space, we have to do in digital space. And I think that's the biggest um, thing that people forget. It's no different. You know, it's kind of like beam me up Scotty. We want to be in a space and we want to have the same interaction, the same relationship that we have in physical space. And that takes time. It doesn't come easily. It takes time. So... Um, being able to engage on those brands that you admire and respect and value. I mean, I'm a huge Southwest fan. I'm always tagging Southwest. It's love in the air. Uh, but but on the same note, if I'm on a different airline and have a really positive experience, I'm going to tag them. Mm-hmm. So uh, right. I don't and know I've when we go to that. break, but I can tell a story about that maybe after break with America. Well, yeah, and we'll, when we come back after break, I'll definitely have you share that. But I was thinking while you were talking, I remember, too, again, having known you as you were just starting this business, when you yes. were saying, I'm going to be speaking, and someday White House Black Market is going to clothe me for my event, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> and you were, I mean, like you said, it's completely honest because that was your style anyway. You, you know, you're black and white, and you loved it. Right. And I know they have a little bit of splash of color here or there, but that was just your thing that someday I want them to do that for me and I love their brand right and then it happened yeah, and we were all excited yeah. for you <laughs> because yeah, it cause occurred it, I put in place the strategy so they'd know who I was and what I because you're right it was it's very authentic today I Chico's is under White House Black Market too those are the only clothes I own in my closet I mean I may mm-hmm. have two pieces of something else but if I do I can't even think of what it is 
Right. Right. And like you said, that was your kind of what you enjoyed anyway. So just, you know, kind of engaging and and then they learned about you and then they wanted you to wear their things as a sponsor. Right. We're going to sponsor her event. And, you know, again, we were we were sharing in your joy when that occurred. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fun to see, you know, when people that you enjoy hanging around with and you're friends with and even if you don't know them that well, but when you see their success they had a goal and they get to that goal like we all like love to support each other and share in like those successes so we are all just really happy to see that so anyway I just love that like I think just for you too just to say um, this is not exactly the LinkedIn topic but just to say I've just have loved watching the relationships that you have built to and how authentic you are with everyone too and how generous you are um, in how you interact with everyone it's it's for sure been a joy to uh, know you and and watch that development over time too it's been a lot of fun but um, on that That's note so it's sweet. just Thank about you. time well as I say it's just about time to take another break so um, when we come back We will hear a little bit more from Debbie Saviano about LinkedIn. Again, if you have a question, uh, be ready to call in 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Debbie Saviano. Are there any questions? You can call in now at 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. In the meantime, let's continue our discussion about how to use LinkedIn. So, Debbie, I know right before the break, you said you had a story you wanted to share. So, why don't you go ahead and share that with us? I, I think it's such an important story because a lot of times people, you know, they, they, like you had said earlier, sometimes people think it's too much time or they're hesitant to know what to post or whatever. So, I'm always, anyone who knows me, you know this, Kenny, I love people. I think that the best gift we have are the people that we get to meet in our lives. And sometimes those are in physical space and sometimes digital space. But 
the people that we get to meet. So I'm always trying to think, what can I do to share positive stories? I mean, it's always on my mind. What picture can I take? What can I see? And people think, well, are you really in the moment? I'm very much in the moment because of that. So one time, probably maybe a year ago, I was flying out of DFW going, I can't remember where I was going. Uh, I know I was meeting Stacy and Linda, but I can't remember where I was going. But anyway, um, American Airlines, early flight had been canceled. We're all waiting around. People were not being nice to the the desk crew, et cetera. So I decided, I started talking to the two ladies at the desk, took a picture of them, posted it, tweeted it, and didn't think anything more about it. Well, then, about three months later, I got a call from someone I know, and they said, did you know you're in the American Airlines newsletter? Now, they have a gazillion employees, right? They're huge. Right. I said, no. And so they said, well, they, had your, they took your pictures of your social media posts and your name and shared in the newsletter. Well, it's public domain, so they don't have to tell me. I wouldn't have known that had this person not told me. So here I am in their newsletter, just because I had done something nice, saying something positive about American Airlines and tweeting it out and sharing it on social media. That's the kind of power. I also, and I think um, you might have heard this one, but I, was, I love Kind Bars. I'm a huge fan. I was reading an Inc. magazine, which I love, at the airport one day, eating a kind bar. Open it up, and they've got an article on the CEO of the company about his company. It was when he was first starting out. I thought, how cool. I laid the kind bar on the magazine, took a picture, tweeted it, and used their hashtag, the kind fan, and a couple others. Got home. I had gotten, uh, he had retweeted, and a lot of people say, well, you don't know it was him. I said, look, it was his name and his picture and CEO of Kind Bars. In my mind, it's him, but that's irrelevant. But he, he said, you know, thanks for being a kind fan. So I then retweeted and said, hey, how would you like to make some more kind fans? True story. He private messages me, gives me the name of the person to call, and for over three years, I picked up Kind Bars in Dallas at the warehouse and gave them out every time I spoke. However, what I also did, because it was authentic, every time we did that, I used that as an example on how to post on social media to be authentic about a brand that you like. So our tour mm-hmm. would meet me in Dallas. That was my contact. And, and I'd pick up cases and cases of kind bars. That's awesome. That's and, of course, you helped get done. there. Yeah, they got exactly. their message out, win-win. too, because of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's we actually win-win. have a caller right now, too. Uh, so we have a call from Mia, and we're going to go ahead and take her call and get her question. How are you? Good. So Debbie is ready to take your question. Hi, Debbie. I have Hi, a question. Yeah. I, um, I signed up for LinkedIn probably like seven, eight years ago. And it appeared to just be an extension of all the other social medias. Um, it seemed encumbersome and just redundant, basically. And like I had to kind of sell myself and I'm not really a salesperson. I do have a side business where I do catering, event planning, artsy type of stuff. What would be the benefit of me actually taking the time to do the same things that I'm doing on Facebook on LinkedIn? So here's what to think about. Great question, Mia. Here's the thing to think about with LinkedIn. LinkedIn, who's on LinkedIn are the decision makers and the people who hire people like you. Those people may or may not be on Facebook, and because Facebook is such, you know, 2.3 billion people, they're not as likely to see you there if they don't have a, a, you know, a family or a friend connection. But on LinkedIn, if you fill up that LinkedIn profile, if you fill in with your services and, and what you do in catering and the events you have, and you have those keywords interspersed, they could find you on LinkedIn. They're not going to find you if they don't already know you on Facebook. They're not going to. And because, again, I think they say that 3 to 5% of your feed is shown, depending on how many connections you have. But with LinkedIn, people search by keywords. So you'd want to take all the things that you offer. And if you look at my profile, you'll see what I'm talking about with specialties and stuff. You can see how that could be beneficial. Because the people making the decisions to hire caterers and event planners, well, anybody, they're on LinkedIn. I highly encourage you to consider that seriously. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to take a little time and update my LinkedIn account. Thank you so very much. You were really, really helpful. Thanks for calling. Seriously. Okay, I will. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. So so I have another question for you then, too. Uh, What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people using on LinkedIn? 
Well, it's interesting because you kind of mentioned it earlier and so did me just now a little way. The biggest mistake that I think people do on LinkedIn, well, the first one would be that they don't see the value. They don't see the value of what it can offer for them. Secondly, they don't, because they're busy. I mean, people are busy. There's only so much time, right? They haven't invested the time they need to do the profile. And then third, when they do, they don't engage and take advantage of the connections, and they get salesy. No, I always joke. I was speaking in Pennsylvania last week, and I said, or a week and a half ago, and I said to the group, I said, unless you're selling a pill that I can take when I go to bed and wake up 50 pounds lighter, <laughs> nobody's interested. Now, if you got that, everybody's interested. But we think we've got the best product and the best service in the world, which we do, but people don't care unless it, you know what I'm saying? The minute you start right. talking sales, people start backing up. It's a subliminal thing. It's it's an innate thing, and they don't mean it, but, but that's the way it happens. So when people get salesy on LinkedIn, it turns them off. But I think the business, biggest mistake is that people don't use it to build relationships. Like anyone who connects with me on LinkedIn, I only do this twice a week, but when I've got I've got 66 connection requests right now on LinkedIn. But I only do it twice a week, but I go in, I connect with them, and then I send a message. And it's not a salesy message. It's just, hi, great to connect. I look at the profile, put something in that I can see. It takes me about 30 to 45 minutes, depending on how many people there are. But that's, that'll be 66 people who I didn't know before who I have an opportunity to serve. So just not seeing how valuable it can be, I think, is a big mistake and not taking time to build a relationship. Just like in physical space, right? Same thing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of do the same thing. If someone sends me a request, now I'm not as good as you about just saying I'm going to do it two times a week when I see an email that says a request when I have time that morning or something I'll go in but I usually thank them for reaching out and I do just say too if there's anything I can do to help you let you know let me know and then I do give like a link to other resources like if you want our newsletter there's a link if you want to listen to our radio show there's a link you know and I so I share that but I never like oh who does your bookkeeping or who do you need our show like I never do that because I don't like when people do that to me it's the same thing as we build relationships if they have a need at some point, then hopefully they'll think of me and reach out. And if I have a need for the service they provide, I can reach out. But then we don't feel like it's being pushed on us. Of course. And that's a real valuable thing, a, a comment, uh, Candy. When you have in your in your signature, I say, you know, Candy Messer, you have all those links below. That's not salesy because that's just a simple signature and they have a choice to click or not click. So in my signature, I think I've got six or eight clicks they can go to Twitter, you know, all the social platforms and our website. So agree. That's where you put that stuff. And then if they're interested, they can they have easy access to it. Right. Well, and I think, like I said, one of the things is you're taking that half an hour. I, you know, do it when I can. But how do business owners find the time to actually connect on LinkedIn? So, great question, and it's a great point. Like I said, anytime I speak or anytime I'm talking to people, when you start talking about social media, you can see the stress level of a lot of people, most people actually, because it's like one more thing, and people don't have time for one more thing. But here, but my belief is, and why I'm such an advocate, is because I, you're able to reach people who you can help in your business that you wouldn't necessarily be able to reach otherwise, and there's huge value in that. And so... I say, for example, I have my time in the morning, I have my time in the evening when I do it. Is it 100%? No, but it's 95%. And so I've got scheduled when I do that. And I do it. I'm religious about it. And so I think when you set, and then set your timer, five minutes on Twitter, five minutes on Facebook, whatever. And so and never get off task of what you're in there for. And I joke with Pinterest. I love Pinterest, but I can't go into Pinterest much because I get sucked down the hole with all the gorgeous <laughs> pictures, the imagery and everything else. So if you have a strategy, you set a schedule, and even, set, even to the point of setting a timer, which I do sometimes, then you won't get strayed. And, you, and when you see the benefits of connecting with people, that you wouldn't have connected with before. One of my favorite authors is Chris Brogan, and he has his. I think he's written nine books, but my favorite is The Freak Show Inherit the Earth. And the whole point of the book is because of technology, there's no longer a gatekeeper. So you can reach, just like me with the kind bars. I couldn't get a hold of him in a normal setting, but because of social media, you can have direct access to people. So to spend just, you know, just play with it. Just choose one and go, you know, just choose one day a week or whatever 
whatever to go into LinkedIn. Try commenting on some people's things. Get your face and your headline out there so people start seeing Candy Messer or whoever or me or whomever and eventually that's going to, to, to take off. But don't think you've got to spend an hour here and an hour there because you don't. You don't. Right. It's too much. People don't have time for that. You're right. Totally. So how would people connect with you? So everything, I, of course, I've got uh, Women's Leadership Live. It's, it's everywhere. And it's Women's Leadership Live on every platform except for Twitter. And there it's W Leadership Live because of the number of characters you can have. And then mm-hmm. Debbie Saviano is everywhere. And that's one last thing I would leave people with is that if you don't have your name, if you don't own the handle in a certain social media platform, try to go grab it. Because like Debbie Saviano, there's other Debbie Savianos, not many, but there's a few. Well, I own all the social platforms, so they mm. can never get them. <clears throat> so, so take advantage of grabbing those platforms. Great tip. Well, I wanted to thank you, Debbie, for joining us today. It's been so much fun connecting again and having you explain how to effectively use LinkedIn for business. And thank you to the listeners who have joined us today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some of your questions surrounding how to use this social media platform. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Debbie at any of the links that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. Next week's topic is how to use video to become known as an expert in your field. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And if you need any bookkeeping or payroll services, feel free to touch base with us at any of our sites. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abnp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page as well. Remember, if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, So we have just about a minute left. Debbie, do you have any final tips to share with our guests? I just was going to say that I do believe that every person, whatever their their faith is, that God puts us on this earth for a reason, and we have products and services we can help others with. So don't be shy about going out there on social media and, and being visible so that people can find you for your skills, your product, your service, or whatever, because you bring value, and it's just another way for people to find you. So And please, connect with me on LinkedIn, for sure, and follow our Women's Leadership Live company page. And thank you, exactly. Candy, so much for having me. I totally enjoy the conversation. Well, I'm so glad to have you, too. Again, this is an important topic for business owners to know as well, how to use LinkedIn to grow their business. And um, for the listeners, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have a great week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.